Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Messiest Fuck Podcast. This is Nicole. And this is Yaya. What's been up, girl? What's going on? Girl, I had a rough week. Really? <laughs> Let me just start by saying that. I think I'm about to cry right now. No, don't cry. I personally have just been going through some stuff. And I'm just kind of like waiting for tomorrow, TGIF. Yes. I have a off on Monday. Yes. I'm do I'm giving back for MLK Day with my <gasps> little sister through Big Brothers Big Sister. So yeah. we're doing like a soup kitchen event. I was just gonna stay in my pajamas. <laughs> I think that's Is exactly that no, I'm I'm exactly gonna do the same thing as soon as we get back. Like I mean, I was just gonna stay in my pajamas. Look, I was gonna watch the movie. You know they show the movies. I was gonna watch one of the movies. What movies? Oh, like, like the, my daughter watch a movie. You know, oh, like a civil always, rights like, movie, a, tr- a civil you know? rights movie, a tribute. You know, yeah. So I was gonna get in the spirit, but just from my home, my couch. Right. Yeah. Right. So good for you. That sounds like <laughs> an awesome plan. <laughs> I, I think I may just do that as soon as I get back from the soup kitchen. Oh, that's good. But other than that, how are things with you going? Yeah, like, it's going. I mean, I've heard people actually already say that 2020 is not their year. When you Already? Hear, yes. I Listen, I'm not even kidding. I've heard, like, by now it's three people, if not more, say 2020 is just not my year. I'm like, dang, we just started. Oh, we just started 2020. What's I going know. on? I feel like it, it has been a rough go. It's for, been a for rough me, start. For me, it's been a rough go so far. So I'm just hoping that things change quickly because I feel like I'm like overwhelmed. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are feeling that way. So I think there's just a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in our personal lives, but also in the world. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to stress out about. So tonight I am going to de-stress. Yes. I'm going to see Bad Boys. Yes. I'm very excited. Yeah. I I want to see it. So have you been like a fan though? Have you like watched the movies and like you're a fan of those two? I've seen both of the movies. I'm not a huge, some of these people are like cult fans with this movie, um, but I'm not one of those. Yeah. But this time around, something feels good about going to see it. It does. It feels like you're excited. Yeah, you're excited. It brings back that kind of 90s, 2000s, early 2000s feeling. And I just, I love Will Smith. I think he just he brings in a crowd I yeah. mean whatever he does people go see him definitely so and I love Martin Lawrence like, love Martin I've Lawrence been a fan too. of him yeah. for forever in a day yeah. so I'm excited we'll report back yeah full review next time <laughs> but we need to get into tea time let's get into it what do we have going on this week well like I said a lot of people are feeling the pressure from the year 2020 already and that is no exception to the celebrity world so we have a lot to talk about but I want to talk about Mexit is this the is this the name that it's being given yes it has been given a name Mexit this is referring to Megan and Harry wanting to leave the royal family we aren't caught up in your love affair and we'll never be Harry, I love them. First of all, I have to say I'm in love with them. I watched their wedding. I you, woke up at like 6 a.m. and watched the wedding. Full fucking disclosure. <laughs> you are like the most hopeless romantic. Like, I am. You guys, seriously, like if you know this girl, yes. Yaga is the most hopeless romantic I ever. I am. And Megan and Harry feed into that for me. They are... Girl, they I feel everything. like you want to be a princess. Yeah, hell yeah, I want to be a princess. But that's <laughs> another story for another day. But yes, they feed into my hopeless, romantic, oh, everything about them. So recently, 
a few days ago, they come with a surprise announcement and say that they wish to break away from royal traditions and royal family duties and split their time between Northern America, meaning Canada, obviously, and also the UK. Why Canada? Okay, so Canada has a lot of history with Meghan. So Meghan, before she, well, while she was dating Harry, she had been on a show called Suits. Suits films in Toronto, films in Canada. It films all over Canada, but I think they're based in Toronto. So she filmed Suits for many years. I want to say at least four years Mm -hmm. she was on Suits. So that's four years of her life she spent in Canada. Mm -hmm. Her best friend is in Canada. Um, who was also there at her wedding. Her kids were in So it makes their sense. Wedding. So it makes sense. Okay. So Megan has strong ties to Canada. So that make that part makes sense. Okay. But the problem is these two are so rogue. I love them. I love them so much. They are so rogue. Nobody does this. No, nobody has broken free of their royal duties. They want to, this is a bigger deal than the, than the newspapers write it to favor the royal family. And they say there'll be a transition and they want right. to split their time. Right. No, they put They're, the pretty on it. They put the pretty on it. No, no, they are leaving the royal family. They want to be, they want to be financially independent, meaning they don't want, meaning Harry doesn't want his $6 million salary a year right. that he gets from right. the government, from the royal family. They don't want that. They want to be, they want to be financially independent. They want to stop all of their royal tours and things they've been doing to focus on their charity that they created together. So it sounds like they just want to be a normal they married be, couple. Yeah, this is not a split your time between royal family duties. And no, they are like, peace out. Right. <laughs> they are leaving. I that's like I commend them for that. Yeah. I think that is so awesome. I love it. Like clearly you have financial gain from sticking within the family, let's say. Right. But at the same Six time. Six million dollars. not everything is going to work for everybody and they are defining their marriage their life by their rules i love it absolutely they are a modern day love story i'm telling you like everything about it i love it like harry harry loves his wife he wants to make her happy he doesn't care he's like i'm out i feel like megan doesn't take shit either like no both of them don't they like to say that megan is the one that spicy and stuff but right. Harry has been feisty he has been like doing things his own way for a long time I think he just found his equal he found Megan. his equal I love it they're yes. like peace out we're the about black to go girl live in the thank palace you. thank you and shit just yeah, changed yeah. like things started happening in their favor yeah. I think I think this is gonna work out for them well I love it I, I heard Megan is already like making major moves yeah. like getting all these deals signed yeah, yeah like she's gonna she's look this is not normal. What's happening? Like she's, they are leaving the royal family. She is going to do go back into Hollywood. They said that there is rumors that they might end up in LA because she wants to continue to do things in Hollywood. Right. And Harry can also do his thing as well. Right. Which I don't know what that's going to be. <laughs> you might want to figure it out. Right. But nevertheless, they have done something that is unprecedented. I love it. Yeah. So I'm all aboard. All I want to hear. I mean, oh my gosh. Were you going to just so say all aboard? I'm all, all aboard. aboard. All <laughs> I swear. I swear we've not been drinking. I swear. No, we have not. But I'm serious. I'm like really uh, excited about this because I think yeah. like, you know, my mother used to follow the royal family. Princess Diana was mm-hmm. rogue and everybody, you know, was like just so surprised at the things that she did. So yeah. I believe that not to get too into it, but I believe that Princess Diana would have been really proud of Harry because Harry is now living his life. I feel the same. The way he wants to live his life. And when just generally in life, not even talking about them specifically, but right. when you step out of that box right, and do something right. that maybe you wouldn't normally do and that's a risk to you, right. it's going to pay off. Like you're going to, so that's going to be so rewarding for yeah. them 
So I, I definitely I agree with their decision. I think they're putting family I first. I wish them the best. You know, I can't, I wish I you it. the best because I heard uh, through the grapevine that some yeah. of their citizens are worried. Like, right. how are we going to pay for these mofos? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation on how they're going to go about this kind of exit because, you know, they have to have security. I mean, they're just too high profile. So, yeah. you know, that get that who's going to pay, whose government is going to pay for that cover? I mean, it's just, there are some things they have to work out but i really think that they can do it so here's the question yeah so when they're in canada are you crossing the border to meet them hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like hi megan hi harry (laughs) bring back the autograph bring back the autograph and frame it it might be worth something right i mean (laughs) i'm serious look i'm i'm so happy for them i hope it works out and you know it just sets a tone for everybody to kind of it does do their own thing they live your life exactly <laughs> so i mean i hate to go from mexit to this next topic okay but if we're gonna talk about fleeing and 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 you know getting away from something takashi 69 oh shit you took <laughs> it from the royals to locked up i weirdest oh, shit i have the weirdest fascination though with takashi 69 i don't know what it is i think it's just like He's literally like five feet tall, but he's got the confidence of like an eight foot man. I mean, seriously, he like he's feisty. He's got all this confidence. He looks like a bag of fucking Skittles. He looks like some Skittles and I do like Skittles. So no, I'm just like, <laughs> but not in that way. I just think that there's something about his confidence that I do like. It's like I kind of miss him on his Instagram I, you know what? craziness they used to have. Uh, he used to be all over Instagram with something new every listen. day. This I man is a snitch. He is a big time. Snitches snitch. get stitches. I mean, this is no joke though. Like he <laughs> snitched on everybody. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So what is up with this man? What is what's going so on? So now, you know, so after all the said and done, all his snitching was over with. He only has 24 months that he has to serve in prison at this point. So his lawyer gives gives a motion saying that they want him to spend his 24 months at home because he is afraid for his life every day in prison and does not think that he will make it very long if they keep him incarcerated. Well, what does he think when he actually gets released into the community? And that is my biggest question. It's like, I understand what he's saying because, you know, obviously he is in danger in prison, I'm sure. Right. But... Like how I just don't know how out being out is any better. I mean, honestly, I think this man needs to go in the witness protection program or something. Like when he transitions, yeah, his, be any his head is on the block. <laughs> like, he needs to go into witness protection. And in fact, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the deal. I mean, really, this nigga needs to be incognito. He I needs think to take all that rainbow shit yeah. off. Look like a normal person. Right. He's gonna be chilling with Casey Anthony, blended. somewhere deep in the Florida swamp. <laughs> She did that shit. I don't care what nobody she just, says. She, oh, hell yes, yeah, she did that shit. Casey Come on. Anthony she did that. She did that shit. And, she, and she's, where is she now? Be, many Don't many people spot her? Exactly. So she and Takashi are going to be friends, I'm telling mm. you. He just needs to get out and disappear. Yeah, I agree. I really so, do. Because that is... I hope they set, I hope his lawyer set that up. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't even think he's going to... I don't think that motion's going to be approved. I don't think so either. But he did provide a lot of information to the DA. So I don't know. It's a possibility that they might grant it. We're just going to have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. I, I think that deserves a follow-up. So yes. I'll keep an eye on yes. that. <laughs> so speaking of um, stitches... Uh, there was recently a altercation, shall we say, between two of R. Kelly's wonderful women. Yeah, um, mm. we watched. Did you watch the docu- the R. Kelly documentary? I watched. We, the I first think you one. said you did, right? The first one. Yeah. So then, you'll know Azriel Clary, 
Yes. And Joycelyn Savage. Yes. They call her Joy. She was the most like... She was like the one that was in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the story goes like this. Joycelyn and Azrael were living together in some Trump Tower. Okay, I'm thinking it's in Chicago. It might have been somewhere else. I can't remember. Anyway, they're living in this hotel, this high rise. And Joycelyn, for some reason, was trying to leave the hotel room. And she sent up another person that Azrael didn't know to go upstairs and get Joycelyn's belongings. And this person was also trying to collect some of R. Kelly's memorabilia, like his Grammys, pictures, awards, things of that nature. So Azriel wasn't having it. She didn't want to let this girl in. Joycelyn wasn't, you know, giving her the time of day to have a conversation about it. Joycelyn's upstairs in the hallway. Azriel comes out. They get to spewing all of these hateful things. Words are flying. And the next thing you know, fists are flying. Security is running out. Like it is a whole war in the hallway of this hotel building. Oh, my Lord. Okay. The video was released on like TMZ and everywhere else. And they also showed um, after the fact that Joycelyn got arrested and charged Mm -hmm. and they put up her mugshot the other day. Okay. I did see that. Yeah. So um, Azriel, however, actually ended up home. So she's with her family and people are saying that she did like all of this for clout and she's just, you know, just, she's just out there trying to get the attention and she's over on Instagram. She recorded the whole thing on her phone, first of all, like the whole thing as it was happening, except for when that phone got knocked out of her hand. <laughs> that sounds real to me. <laughs> I, I, think the, I think she was like jawed and the shit just fell. I, I really don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't want to be there. But um, these are the circumstances. And she's really just trying to like give people, I think, an insight into what was going on and what's going on with her now. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, there hasn't been any word from Joycelyn. I don't know what that situation is like. I don't think there will be any reconciliation. What the whole this just all happened. Well, the funny thing, it all happened on R. Kelly's birthday. Right. That's why I'm like, the, the whole thing creeps me out. Like, if this man is not running a cult, I don't know what. Well, that's what they were saying, right? That they were like, he was running a cult, he was brainwashing. Yeah. I mean, this these... is a cult. This might not be the old fashioned, you know, you know, people in the forest kumbayaing and right. getting like hypnotized. Right. Sitting but Indian this is... style and shit. Exactly. But this is cult he has these girls brainwashed and the crazy like he's in jail and they're still like okay whatever you want to do whatever you say like i'm getting you know whatever money he has i guess they were like cool with that shit and here's the other thing on the video you can hear asriel saying you slept with a minor and that minor was me so her and joycelyn fucked around oh yeah he has Look, he, R. Kelly has the girls doing the girls, him doing this and that. I mean, there's been rumors of men being in the room with R. Kelly and the girl. Yeah. I mean, this but whole if, thing if, is just creepy. If Joycelyn gets charged with like the assault, the other stuff might come out with her. If it's true that she slept with Azriel and Azriel was a minor and that's rape. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's just like the story is Y'all can't see me, but my head is in my hand. Just, I just can't. The whole thing, you know, we we joke about it and it definitely is messy, but the whole situation is just heartbreaking. It's weird. It's sad. These girls have lost a huge portion of their lives, whether they, quote, chose to be there or not. Yeah. Um, R. Kelly is scum of the earth that will never change. All Um, these people immediately need to have mental... Um, mental help like when they get oh, when, as they get yeah, home they and all this stuff because you hear about them going home and yeah. stuff like that but what are they doing like they need to immediately get them into help right I mean that's just how it is like he literally was running a cult like he definitely was you know what the fucked up part is like sidebar I love R. Kelly's music I was just mm-hmm. talking to my boyfriend about this the other day like we cannot it's hard to sometimes separate the artist from the guy right 
And his music like affected so many people. Right. And I enjoy his right. music. I mean, it's no different than and like it's Michael Jackson. Just, like, exactly. Same thing. It's a real oh, I'll, I'll play me some MJ. But I mean, uh, you know, I know the mess that he was in. I know the allegations against right. him. And if that stuff was true, can you imagine supporting right. somebody that I feel like we did need like things? a monthly pass, like one song a month. One song a month. <laughs> Like a subscription <laughs> right. to the fucked up artist. Right, right. Otherwise, you got to keep it out of your playlist. Just, exactly. once, just once a month, you get to listen to Beat It and, you know, maybe Keys we to My what Maybe is we should be listening mission. to songs called Beat It. <laughs> my Jeep. Whatever it is, right? <laughs> beat It, right? <laughs> Girl, it's too much. Oh. It's too much. And speaking of too much, everybody knows... Magic Johnson and his wife Cookie. Mm. Cookie is actually my nickname. Not a lot of people know that. What? Don't I call you Cookie. No, you absolutely cookie. cannot. It's off limits. This needs to be Yaya and Cookie show, or what Cookie and uh, Yaya? Come no. on, it's a family thing. It's my family calls me Cookie. I get coals. I get. I get all that. I say we have a listener vote. You know what? To see if we should change your on-air name to cookie. okay well when we release this episode <laughs> listeners can let me know yes by liking yes um the post yes if i should change my name to cookie right. on the podcast not like in general life but we'll see we'll see okay <laughs> so getting back to the tea the mess okay. um magic johnson and cookie have had the craziest messiest relationship, love story, whatever you want to call it. So a documentary was just released on YouTube by, I think, RRG. I don't know exactly what it stands for, but it's like reality gossip. And the documentary highlights some of the major things that have happened from the start of the relationship to where it is now. So I want to just highlight some of those key points. Okay. So they meet and soon after that magic starts cheating. Okay. So then they split up and during the split up, he has a baby by another woman. They eventually get back together. She accepts the fact that he had this baby. They continue the relationship. He ends up falling in love with her, she with him, and he proposes to her. Soon after that, he comes to her and says, I can't go through with this marriage. So they again break up and go their separate ways. Some other shit happens in between there. They get back together and then have like an on and off relationship for that period of time. He proposes again for the second time. She accepts. And then he eventually asks for the wedding ring back, the engagement ring back. Oh, Lord. She refuses to give the ring back. She feels like she's still going to be with him, even though he's totally ignoring her. They eventually get back together after all of this. She oh, gives him another Lord. chance. They get married in 91. Two months later, he hits her with, I have HIV. And then in 2001, they separate. They eventually get back together. And ever since then, they've been together and stayed together and recently celebrated a wedding anniversary. So that's the story in a nutshell of Magic Johnson and Cookie. When I when I listened <laughs> to this this documentary, my mind was blown. I had to like take a deep breath before commenting on this one. That was like a lot of information. Could you could you imagine though? Could you imagine this relationship being in modern day? Like their all their shit would be out aired out. Like oh they my would, god! Like they would be tweeting and and like having fights on Instagram and all this shit. Like we would not be looking at Magic Johnson as an upstanding man if he was in a relationship no. in two thousand and twenty. And I feel like we would have like the live shot of yes. it too. Like as yes. it happens, Facebook Live. Literally, like his text messages to her would be posted on Instagram. Everything. Like, all them screenshots. Look, all the receipts. They would have no privacy because they kept this shit mad private. 
Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like, like people found out about it, but yeah. not like right when it was happening. Exactly. Like they kept that shit real private. So I'm like, let me see him handle this day and age. Oh my yeah. God. That's, what a that's, crazy They better story. stay together because everything, their whole ass is going to be on, on social media. That's like a definition of a strong black woman. And I don't want to say that people should stay in that kind of situation at all, but I'm saying like how much... How dedicated is that really like a strong black woman, though? Like, but I mean, for her not to crumble under those circumstances, that's true. I'll give her that. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's almost like a desperation. Like you, you put up with all that shit over all of that time. Like, and you stuck with him and, but through like, you gave him how many chances? Like, I just kind of feel like, yeah, there's. Some kind of like... Well, what do you think? You think it's about the money? I mean, think about it. You've been next to this man for many, 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 many years. You've probably seen him when he's broke or whatever. And then you were with him when he rose to stardom. Like, that is part of your empire. You are part of the empire. Let me tell you something. If you proposed to me twice, asked for a ring back, and told me two months after we got married that you had HIV... Fuck out of here. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Not. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. I don't know how he contracted HIV. I wouldn't care. I I believe she also wanted to have a child with him or a child of her own. And that couldn't happen because he had HIV. Like, there are some things, like, like if that were me in that situation... Those things would have been deal breakers for me. But that makes me think that they had, they knew, that makes me think that she knew what she was getting into. Like maybe they already knew, like when he contracted HIV, maybe they weren't together. Maybe she was having other relations. Well, that's correct. That is true. So, I believe, oh wait, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that because they got, they got married in 91, but I don't remember when he, when he told her, when, he told her two months after they were married, but I don't know specifically when he contracted. It. Right. He could have. So I feel like there's more to the story. I mean, I didn't watch the documentary. I'm, I want to see it, but like, I feel like maybe there's some that, cause that's a lot to put up with if yes. you, if he's just totally in the wrong. So maybe like they, she knew they weren't together when he contracted it and she had to kind of make the decision. Do I want to be with this person or do I not? You know, well, they're going uh, strong now. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some reason why, like, she was able to move past those things. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a definitely interesting story. I'm going to go back and watch the documentary. That definitely. Very mind blowing. I think everybody should watch that documentary. Yeah, because yeah, yes. back in the day, you only heard little bits and pieces about what's happening. Yeah. They, they tried to keep it all squeaky clean. Yeah. And it's not a, the what I watch is not like a, it's not a long documentary. It's just like a snapshot of things. Yeah. So, I even, and even with that, though, you'll get a good history of kind of what happened from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, I'm going to look it up for sure. Okay, definitely. <laughs> well, that was deep. So let's talk about something a little lighter for just a second. Just a little, <laughs> just a little lighter. I can't even say his name without laughing. Okay, little, it's a little boozy, boozy. Yeah, but you can't say little. Like, you boozy, can't say, like, you got to say little. Little boozy? Little boozy. Like, you're a little boozy because you drank too much? Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all, she did not just say that. She's so corny right now. Oh, come on, that was funny though. Come on, come on. What's going on with Lil Boozy? Lil, Lil Boozy. <laughs> you can't even say I it. I can't even say it without laughing. He was in the media. So apparently this huge rumor started circulating that he had beat up George Zimmerman, that he had ran into George Zimmerman and beat him up, had an altercation with him. So let's up. just be clear. Definitely a rumor. Yeah, right. apparently it was a rumor, but this it was going strong for a while, and and people were like happy about it. They were like George Zimmerman for president. George Zimmerman is my hero. Oh I'm my not God. George Zimmerman, but Lil Boozy for president. Lil Boozy is a hero. Oh, I was Yo, about to blah, blah, blah. say. Sorry, no. let me not get that twisted. Anyway, you have people coming at. Oh my you. God, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're gonna lose subscribers. No peace. Subscribe. Um, no, but Lil Boozy gets on Instagram and basically dispels the whole thing. It's like, no, I didn't beat up George Zimmerman. And people are like, man, you should have kept your mouth shut and been the hero. But I think Lil Boozy was more concerned with like, look, I'm not trying to catch a charge here. Right, I don't need right. police at my door. Protecting his reputation. Oh, yeah. He was I, like, I, I saw the video that he posted on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I he's didn't like, do that shit. He's like, I didn't do that shit. Right. It wasn't me. I don't know no George Zimmerman. Right. I'm clearing my name. Yep. And by the way, I got noodles coming out at Walmart. Thank you. See, 
seriously though. He was like, he was like Mariah Carey with I don't know him. Yeah. I, I mean, he was like, no. So I just thought it was funny, but it was just, it was just hilarious. And I think like, you know, he was, he was shocked that he was even involved in that kind of rumor. Yes. So I'm that surprised was nothing has like truly happened to George Zimmerman in that way. Like nobody's tried to like attack him or kill him or whatever. Like, especially because I heard he was suing Trayvon Martin's family. Oh God, I did hear that. Basically over like defamation and thing of his character and things like that and slander and all this other stuff. So it's definitely true that he's doing that. And it's just very surprising to me that this man is just like walking Walking the streets. Like, I feel like one day he's going to get his karma. Like it's coming. Look, he's already had some trouble, right? He's been in and out of the courtroom several times oh, yeah, since for sure. it's all happened. For sure. So, he's scum. He's, he's, he's yeah, like one he's, of those scum of the earth. Yeah, he's slowly getting his, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he knows what he did, you know. Right. And he, I have a feeling he's not living with it so well. I mean... So I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some mental issues. I think he does. I really do. I I really think there's something going on up there. So, yeah, I feel I feel bad. I mean, not to get in because I could talk about Trayvon Martin for days, but not to get into too much into that. But I just think like he he tried to play Mr. Tough Guy and he ran to the wrong boy. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) Trayvon wasn't about to play. He was like, don't follow me. Don't mess with me. And he didn't, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Boozy cleared his name because we certainly yeah. don't want that. We don't want attached feel, to feeling any kind of way. Exactly. Yeah. So. We don't want his name attached to the to the scum. Right. Right. So that's what that is. <laughs> so I want to mention somebody that we've mentioned before. I think it was said that you're not a big fan, and I said that I really like her. Uh, and it's Lizzo. Oh. Dear, dear Lizzo. <laughs> I just saw her on Instagram in a gold bikini. I saw it too. Did you see it? And she was like undressing yeah. the, she gives zero the bow tie bikini. <laughs> she gives zero fucks and I love that about her. Yeah. I really do. She's an interesting person. So what? what's the tea on her? And I wait, I heard something about her and Jillian Michaels. Is yes. That, is that yes. Oh, gosh. So Julian Michaels got on, went in an interview uh-huh. and expressed that she didn't agree with the way Lizzo has kind of been admired or praised for her confidence about her body. She believes that we shouldn't be supporting being overweight or, or obese because it's unhealthy. It leads to diabetes and other things. And so she was saying we should not be glorifying it. So now I heard about this, too. And I know. So Jillian Expert is a like a fitness guru, right? Like yeah. She's got like, she was on The Biggest Loser, which was a really popular show for a long time. Yeah. And I know I know Jillian Michaels herself used to be overweight and had issues right. there. Right. But this is when, so she was interviewed by somebody. Yeah, and just happened to mention. And the interviewer like mentioned Lizzo, and she she was answering the interviewer's question. Right. So I I guess, so you basically what you're saying is that like Jillian was saying, you know, why are we celebrating Lizzo's body instead of celebrating her music? And didn't she make it? Yeah, she made a comment something like, um, um, you know, we're not going to be celebrating her happy when she gets if she gets diabetes. diabetes. Right. Okay. so. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot wrong with that comment. There is. It was not worded generally. My my take on it is this. I first of all don't think she should have had Lizzo's name in her mouth. Even though the interviewer asked her specifically about Lizzo, I think she could have answered answered that question um, more tactfully. Right. I don't think I think she could have addressed the issue generally right. and not related that specifically to Lizzo. Or she did want to mention Lizzo, just kept it at you know I think she's an amazing artist. Blah. Right. But I and then kind of go into the fitness fitness part of it without correlating that specifically but to can Lizzo. I pl- can I please praise Lizzo for her level of pettiness? Le- Are you talking about the Instagram thing? Yes. Okay, we have to play this for y'all. If my name is in your mouth, so is my... P- 
bitch. Enjoy the flavor. <laughs> that was definitely the best clap back. Yes. And I do applaud her for that. Oh my gosh. She is just, she is, I mean, like, I just love her, her personality. And then, and then she goes on the beach in a bikini. Like, like, I don't care. And it's so, I love it. It is cool that she has like so much confidence and self-love. And a lot of people think that Jillian Michaels was body shaming. I need to be clear and fair though. So Jillian Michaels obviously knows her stuff. Yeah. She's she's educated on on fitness right. and health and all and nutrition and all of that. So she's also speaking truth though in some part because we definitely don't want to celebrate obesity. Right. We want to be the healthiest people we can be. Right. But we also want to have, you know, love ourselves right. and all of that other good stuff that comes along with it. Right. So there is truth in what she is speaking. And I think it was taken out of context mm. a little bit. Yeah. And I think now she's trying to like clear that clear up, up and kind of like um, not necessarily justify what she said, but make sure it's not being misinterpreted right. and people are running with that. I mean, I also understand what she's saying, but my fear is like, let's not go backwards, right? Let's not go back to the point where every girl in a movie, every girl in a TV show was pencil thin. I mean, it, we could take look, girl, we could take it back in history and when women had to wear corsets and they would pass out. And that's how we were viewed as weak because we would pass out because we were hot in that damn corset. But anyway, the point is, let's not go back to the skinny anorexic Barbies. You know, well, now also, and you don't have to be obese right. to have diabetes or exactly. some kind of illness that, exactly. that comes about. Like, yeah, I just don't want people. I just don't want to go back to a time where women have to again feel like they have to be bone thin to be accepted in society. So I think Lizzo represents a different type of body type. There are a lot of people that are Lizzo's size that work out, that do eat right. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that someone is unhealthy. I just think like it's like anything. It's something that that we all work on. Mm -hmm. And so like I think we just do need to keep like different images of different body types in the media and celebrate it all instead of like saying like, no, you need to look like this and need to be, but I understand she's coming from a more like a, just a health um, advisor type of. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where I can understand both parties involved. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. It, yeah. it, it got a little it's bit a little messy. Shady. And I think Jillian don't feels bad about it. Lizzo. And Lizzo's just like, uh, whatever. You know don't what I mean? Don't mess like, with my girl Lizzo. She's going to come for you. She's come she, for everybody who's she, came for her so listen, far. She's not trying to hear it. She is she's not, not trying, trying to hear, hear it. <laughs> and even though, you know, I'm not a, 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 I guess what you would call a fan of Lizzo. I, you know, I'm going to stick up for her in, in this situation. And, and you know, I, I still feel like she, Jillian should not have brought her into the mess specifically right so that's what that is you mess with lizzo you get you (sighs) get what you deserve listen i i have to take like five deep breaths to talk about this next person there are some people out there you need a shot shout out to my brother (laughs) chi who are not going to be happy about what i have to say about this next man. Okay? I'm very okay. passionate about it. So I'm just gonna give you a quick insight. I'm talking about Joe Budden. I'm talking about the recent comment that he made on his podcast about a the cheating scandal that Kevin Hart had. And this came from Kevin Hart's new documentary that's out on Netflix. Um, I just I need you to listen, y'all, to what Joe Budden said. I can see how niggas cheat. <laughs> Is that what you took from this doc? <laughs> no. Uh, no, but in thinking about how hard he works, like, sometimes you're not on but for 10 seconds in the day for however many days. Mm-hmm. And I, as a man, can understand how that can be difficult. Okay. Like I could, I I know how I was feeling just going to work. Uh, have have uh, many hours I was going to work and spending very little time at home. 
Like we don't have to get into that right now, but as men, you, I think you all know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, I understand. I understand that about it. So, I don't know the first thing that I want to say because that comment makes me feel like he's a true piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He's made several types of comments like that before, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. Okay, so. The Kevin Hart documentary um, is it's been out on Netflix for, I think, uh, a couple weeks now, at least. Uh, Um, It's called Don't Fuck This Up. Um, It's very good. The documentary and Kevin um, talks about the cheating scandal that happened when he cheated on his wife, Aniko. Aniko is also part of the documentary, and she talks about how that cheating has affected her and then the family and just things in general within their lives. Um, Kevin has acknowledged the cheating. He said that he felt like terrible about it and how he hurt her so bad and just kind of talked about the process that they had to go through and resolving that and getting to a better place. Now, we hear this from Joe Budden. And although he has said he doesn't condone Kevin's cheating, he then says he can understand how or why the cheating happened. And almost says that he would do it himself. He's like, if that were me, you know, I get how I'm putting in all those hours. Because he said it was like a similar situation to himself, right? right? I I just feel like Joe Budden needs a grasp on life. He he seems like the type of like philosopher type of person, right? Like he likes to do like the deep thinking and that's right. wonderful. Wonderful for him. But you cannot say that just because a man is a workaholic because he's not home a lot and he's focusing on his career and all of this other stuff, that that is a reason or an excuse that that man cheated on his wife or girlfriend or whomever. Right. That is total and utter bullshit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I just, I just don't understand how he could fathom that idea. Right. It's ridiculous. If you don't need to be in a committed relationship, if that's the type of thinking you have. Right. Like you, Char- Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club, there there was um, a recent episode of that, that that aired. And I'm totally agreeing with his point because it's, I, and I usually don't, so it's shocking. But he was saying that it is a choice that you cheat usually because of like a per- feeding the ego. Like it's something you want to do and it's something that you're choosing to do without regard Um, of the other person's feelings without considering them. And it is a choice that you are making. I don't care if, you know, you're working a lot, if you're not home a lot, you're going to have influences. You're going to have temptations around you in any type of situation, whether your boys are there or whether they're not, you know, what, whatever it's going to happen. And you have to choose Man, woman, race, who cares? You have to choose not to feed into that temptation, to not jeopardize your family and to not cheat. Right. And I mean, look at all the really great examples we have of that. I mean, we have our former president, Obama. I mean, imagine how much time him and Michelle probably spent apart. Never heard about anything with him. You've got, you know, athletes like Steph Curry, Gone on the road. You know what I'm exactly. saying? There's you've got Denzel Washington, been married many years, making movies, off of, you know, doing what he's gotta do. Exactly. So that's no excuse for him to say, like, oh, I can see how someone would do it. I can see how someone No, it it just has to directly do with who you are. Absolutely. And like how dedicated you are to the marriage or the relationship to where like, you know, you you cherish that and you don't. Right. So I think like Joe Budden's comments, although I, I don't think he meant it, I think it comes off like no, fuck supporting that. He, the he meant all that shit. Like right. he, he definitely, he said that he wasn't condoning it. He didn't support the cheating. He didn't think Kevin should have done it, 
And but then he goes on to the but and how how we as humans need to be more reflective of human behavior and psychology to see how he could have done that. And to me, Maybe, that's just like but... that's just like coding the the shit. Like you, it's it's still shit. I don't care if you put fucking glitter and sprinkles on that shit. It's still shit. I don't care. I like sprinkles. Fuck the science behind it. Fuck all that shit. It is cheating. Right. And he made the choice to cheat, and there is no excuse for that. And especially not because the man works a lot. I right. find that to be just the most ridiculous statement. I completely disagree with Joe Budden. Uh, it was talked about in an episode of The Real with All the right. Girls. And they had some similar um, comments to make. Y'all should check that out right. separately. Um, and he addressed those comments from the girls today. And he his two co-hosts, there's Rory and Mal. Yeah. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, Mal. And he definitely was very vocal about it. He wouldn't let them... So nervous. Like, I'm about to go sit on this panel of women. Oh my well, god. Rory was speaking. Like he was like, doing a lot of the talking with Joe. And ah. Ma was just kind of like sitting back, like, yeah, that I'm not funny. gonna um I'm not gonna uh say anything really too much here. Because so I think he disagreed in, in some ways. Like he was yeah. trying to get his point across, but they were so vocal about it. And he was so quiet to the point where Joe was like, You're not gonna say anything, like you can you can say something. And as soon as he said something, here comes Joe with like a whole nother <laughs> tangent. Oh, so Lord. I was just like, Yeah, well, it, you know, it got he's probably to be... defensive at this point, trying to be on the defense, but well, and they clearly those two clearly had some personal yeah. situations. So Clearly. there was like, there's some passion there was a lot of there. passion <laughs> behind the conversation. But it, it always interests me when celebrities like, like get married. It always interests me because, you know, I just wonder, like, they must be very lonely because they do travel a lot. They're probably in hotel rooms most of the time. Yada, yada, yada. So I always wonder what why. what are you saying? No, no, no. I always okay. wonder why they get married. Because okay. I'm like, okay, you obviously can't be there for, like, you can't be there for a, a spouse, mm -hmm. you know? But then I think, like, they're probably so lonely that marriage is just, like, this idea to them that it'll fix everything, but it rarely does. Yeah. I think, like, you know, the people that are married in Hollywood, mm -hmm. most of them have some sort of deeper thing. Like, we talked about Obama and Michelle. What they met before all of this. Right. Steph so Curry, Aisha, they had a foundation right. first. So I think like a lot of these kind of celebrity quickie weddings and, and things like that are kind of just feeding into the narcissism, the loneliness. And it's not really they're not really dedicated to the marriage, if that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. And so I and I, I don't, don't and I don't think it's again you know, specific to a race or gender or, you know, no, I don't think whatever. So I don't, I don't think that no. applies here. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, it just sat with me right. the wrong way. Can I say something a little controversial though? Yes. But give me a second okay. and we're going to go a little bit off uh, kilter here because okay. my boyfriend who was sitting right here, Sean, say hi. <laughs> he looked at me crazy because I said, we were talking about the Joe Button podcast, and I mentioned Rory and Mal's co-host. Was I wrong? It's Mal, babe. Is it Mal? Not it's not Mal. Mal. Not Mal. It's Mal. <laughs> but they're his co-hosts, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Is it Lil, Lil Boozy, though? Boosie. 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 Oh, shoot. Boosie. I was going to say Girl, we were both wrong. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, we got that clarified, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So what were you going to say? What was your comment? Okay, so this is probably definitely politically incorrect to say, but I feel like white people or people of other races besides African-American are less messy with their shit. Like, I know that sounds crazy to say. Okay, this is the end of the uh, episode of the Messy as Fuck podcast. I know, Yeah, yeah, is no I longer on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I mean, like, you've got to look at, like, remember Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt? He cheated on her big time with Angelina Jolie. And he is still looked on in Hollywood as like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he is still admired in Hollywood. Like, they are so much less messy. Like, you sound like Lonnie Love and her white husband. 
But I'm saying like Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, like he had a whole, he had her a whole in a whole cult himself, just like R. Kelly with that Scientology stuff and what she got away. But look, Tom Cruise is still in movies and Katie Holmes is living her life. Less messy. But I'm sorry when we bring it back to our people. I'm sorry, I hate to say it. Like it is a mess. I don't know. It's a mess. I, I don't I mean, know. We can't hold it together. I, I, I cannot generalize that. I cannot say. I, I told you it's going to be that controversial. It's all or most black people where it's messy and we can't. You know, I, I can't say that. I can't agree with you. I, I cannot. Mean, it's just. I mean. Chloe, even though she's not African-American, but Lamar Odom was African-American. We heard about every little thing he did. Tristan Thompson, every little thing he did all over the media, all over this. People talk about him, everything. Let's not forget about your boy, Justin Timberlake with Jessica Biel. And his little. And where is he now? He's back. He, nope. He's back on the pedestal again. People have forgotten about that and they have moved on. But what about Kevin Hart? He's he hasn't dropped down. He's still like he has. He has lost. He has lost some respect in Hollywood to the point where he has to do this damn documentary on Netflix to try to get some sympathy points. I disagree, girl. That man is still I rolling know. in the dough. Like I people, don't know. I will say that after the cheating thing came out, people were they highly knocked down, highly upset with him, yeah. and he he lost some things there. However. His team really worked to clear that up. And I think that the documentary was tasteful. And I think that it addressed a lot of things and made people start talking. I think that he's not suffering in Hollywood. I think that he's doing just fine as a result of this. I think we have to give it some time before we can determine that. Because people, there's a lot of people that don't like this documentary and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that have kind of turned on him and been like not supportive of him. So I think we need to give a little more time before we decide, is this going to be what this is really going to be? Maybe. But I I just, I know it was controversial, but I just had to say, I just feel like, you know, black people were just in, we're just more messy with our stuff. Like Mm -hmm. there's just all over the place. Yeah. We need to take a page out of someone else's book. Speaking about (laughs) even more messy, there's something I forgot to mention. So Joey, I call him Joey, Joe Budden. I call him Joey. So Joey mentioned that, well, there was a mention on the reel. Like the girls were saying, if there's like an issue where you feel like you're going to, you know, cheat or something like that, go and talk to your significant other. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Joey's comment was like, y'all don't make that shit easy. Like, oh, no, you know, like if we're if we're going back and forth and it's not a healthy space or a healthy environment, why do you think that we should be comfortable to come back to you guys and have that conversation about the problems in the marriage or the relationship? And and that, you know, just talking about maybe even a feeling of wanting to step outside of that relationship. Well, first of all, that is very, very ineffective communication. Which is like what the major thing in a relationship is communication. That is a total lack of communication. And second of all, like, I mean, even myself, I'm in a relationship now with somebody who really, really values loyalty. And he has always told me that, like, if he ever felt like stepping out of the relationship, he would come and have a conversation with me first. Because that's and I admire shit. that. Yeah, and, I admire and like that. transparency. Right. Because, like, if you're not happy to the point where you feel like you need to go, like, sleep with someone else or, like, even just, like, like there's people that have a whole other relationship with people. And so I just feel like if that's how you're feeling, you owe it to your partner to just like have a conversation. And just at the very basic part of it, if that other person is not a good communicator, like they have a pattern, a history of not like either like maybe shutting down or just completely like screaming at you and not listening. You are not going to be able to communicate with them and no, it would not be a healthy space. So I agree on that. But at the same time, you really need to start self-reflecting then and saying, is this relationship really where I need to be? Like, I'm not going to have a relationship where I'm either talking to a wall or all I'm getting is screaming back at me when we're trying to have a conversation for the betterment of our relationship. It has to be on both ends. So it has to be where you're being open and transparent, but it also has to be where you can communicate without bumping heads and without turning it into something crazy. Because at the end of the day, if you can 
effectively have a conversation about how you're feeling, that's going to like be receptive on both ends. And that could be, you know, the key to like, you know, reigniting whatever was there when you first met. So I think it's really, really important to have those deep conversations and to pick each other's brains and try to see where each other is at. And that's just, you know, that's like, you know, gets you going and you remember why you're with the person. Exactly. So well, no. Well, I'll calm down now. I'll, you know, do my meditation <laughs> and shit. Girl, I was about to hide. Uh, I was like, she is coming. She is coming yes. for Joe Budden. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. I know there's going to be more comments. Maybe right. not about this, but like in the future. Right. And we'll address those then. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. Um, we don't have a messy minute, but I still got the juice. Okay. I got the juice. Okay. I got the juice. Okay. So... I watch a show on BET called Sisters. It's a Tyler Perry show. Okay. And Go Tyler Perry. DeVal Ellis is on it, who I love. He's married to Kadeen Ellis. Okay. And she's like my long lost sister. Another story. Um, anyway, this I watched it last night, and there is a woman on there by the name of Sabrina, a black woman. Okay. And she works at a bank. And she meets this guy named Calvin. Nice looking man, light skin, attractive, comes into the bank. And she really falls for him. And they start dating some more. And she notices that he's got some female tendencies. So she suspects maybe he might be gay. So she confronts him and he's taken back. He's offended. And he's like, no, I'm not gay. I'm reassuring you. I'm not. There are other people that think he might be like her friends. (laughs) And he says he's not. He explains that he was raised by two men and his lifestyle is just a little bit different. And this is him. And he really doesn't want to change it. Mm. So one of the female tendencies that he had was that he would he'd wear these little skimpy underwear. Oh hell no! And girl. they'd be like red or yellow. You had me on board. And, before you and said re- that. girl, and really tight. I and was they, about to defend him for listen, real. Listen, the one pair had the joint where oh. you like snap it off, and it's like an easy access panel. Oh on no! The back. Are you serious, girl? Yes. And An easy access panel on the back. Yes. And then there were situations where like he'd be in gym, like helping another guy work out or like somebody that he ran into that he knew who dressed in drag. So there were like these different oh, no, scenarios. No. And so to Her finally, oh no, honey, it gets worse. Listen to this. So to finally top it off, he listens to her about the underwear comment and he goes and buys these really nice, you know, manly masculine black underwear so he comes in the house and he's ready to fuck like he's ready to get it on and she's ready and she's loving the underwear and they have sex and it's like the best thing ever so they're ready to go for round two and he discovers a box of sex toys under her bed which includes her pink vibrator and shout out to all the pink vibrators in this world (laughs) mine is pink and she fucking rocks mine is teal it's heel. Yeah. Girl, you got to get with the pinks. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, he finds this you vibrator. Got rabbit, you got the rabbit, don't you? I don't. I don't have the, the rabbit's a little too prongy thing, right? Yeah. No, I don't have that one. Uh, I just got a good one. I don't know what it is. But the, <laughs> shit is the shit is good. It's the bomb. Oh my gosh. Um, can't replace my boo though. Can't replace my boo. <laughs> um, anyway, he pulls out this vibrator and I'm like, oh shit, it's about to get kinky. Like they're about to like, you know, use the toys. I'm fine with that, right? He asked her to put it in his ass. <laughs> but this she- is a TV show, right? So this is like, they're trying to like, you know. He, oh my God. She takes the pink vibrator, who it's hers, yeah. and she puts it in his ass and he has like the biggest orgasm. Oh no, come on. On top of her. Come on. That I've ever seen. Okay. And she's like frozen. She's like, she's like a deer in headlights. She's like, what do I do? 
Tyler Perry's starting to make me wonder. I mean, he likes dressing up as I don't know women and moving on his way. These storylines are crazy. But that's a crazy storyline. So that's kind of where it left off. And she's like talking to her girls about it. And I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. But it just got me to thinking, like, if if Sean and I were having sex and he all of a sudden said, oh, get that dildo out, baby, or get that vibrator out and put it in my asshole. Holy fucking shit. Pause. Stop the press. We're done. Like, it's over. Like, what in the world? I can't have it. Like, first of all. What if he asked for a finger? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What if he just wanted you to just swirl the finger around the hole, but not not enter? Listen, (laughs) a lot of people, I get it. They like the kink. They like like tossing salad. You want to toss salad? Fine. You want to do that? That's fine. That's your choice. You know, whatever. (laughs) There's a lot of freaky things. And girls are like, we're open to like trying different things more so than guys, I think. But if that ever happens... It would it would be a wrap. It'd be done. It would be a complete and total wrap. So no, there's nothing in that area that you would want to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a good ass. Okay, on men, I like a good ass. <laughs> I like it to be you know tight and firm, but with a little bit of a jiggle. <laughs> but I'm not putting no damn dildos up in some my boyfriend's ass. <laughs> Like, are you bisexual? Are you gay? That's fine. Yeah. I'm just not doing that for you. I'm See, not. Like, the finger wouldn't bother me. If, like, he wanted me to just kind of, oh, you know, um, tease the gee. area. I don't. That wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't say, like, oh, my God, he's gay. So you no. wanted you to, like, if he, he wanted you to, like, tease the Yeah, just, like, tease it. What if he was like, like, oh, no, baby, it's, like, way up in there. Would you, like, mm, stick it all the way up in there? No. No. I don't know what I might find in there. So I'm, like, Lube or no lube? No, I'm not even doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I said tease, girl. <laughs> I said tease. No, I'm just saying that. I, that's interesting, though, that you bring up this topic because... I watched this show called Married at First Sight. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've heard of it. I am ridiculously obsessed with it. I, I like the concept is just totally fucking crazy. These people get married. They've never seen each other. They don't even know each other's name, but they just get married. So there's a guy on there on the recent season mm-hmm. that he, I just, he has all these feminine tendencies. Okay. And in my head, I'm like, and they paired him with the sweetest girl. And in my head, I'm like, this poor girl's about to find out this guy's on the down low one day. I mean it because, but then his excuse, he was raised by a single mother. I that know ex- so many people that was, that were raised by a single mother and they don't want dildos up their ass. But one of his big storylines is like, oh, his dad wasn't around and he wants this, he wants to take on the manly role that his dad never did and have a family and stuff like that. But the dude is mad feminine, like mad feminine. I can't get with it. I'm all for people choosing to live how they want to live, but I cannot get with that. I can, you gotta be, you gotta be a man. You gotta have, you know, you gotta be masculine and you can, you can still be sensitive, but don't come to me wearing frilly drawers. (laughs) I don't want to see no fucking flowers. I don't want to see your drawers bedazzled. I want to see a nice big package and some nice masculine drawers. Boxer briefs are my preference. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And I, I just, that's going to turn me on. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to be, I hate to say that like, you know, but I have been biased too. I just like a tall, manly man. Like I want to see him fixing shit and like <laughs> picking up logs <laughs> and like starting fires. Like, starting baby, could, fires. You, um, could you put that light bulb in there a little bit higher? Yep. Working on the roof. I want to see all that shit. So I say like, I am more, way more towards the manly man. Like, yes. like my man now, I just love looking at him. Like, but you're good with sex toys, right? Like you're good with oh, oh like, like welcoming. Yeah. Um, like trying new things or like am, yeah. using different things. Yeah. But like, don't you feel like that would be like a lot, like you've crossed the line at this point. If yeah. you want me to like gag you and then put my vibrator up your asshole and then you have a orgasm on top of me. Can you imagine that happening? I literally would cry in a ball and shrivel. I don't I even have to know. exit this conversation because it's just too much. I just- <laughs> I, try to, I can't try to 
trying to steer it in a more wholesome direction. It's not wholesome. And it's not wholesome. Like, There's we no- keep on going back to dildos and assholes. And I'm just like, oh my god, there's no comment on this. I don't know what's happening. There's nothing right now. wholesome. There's nothing wholesome about, about this. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I have no comment on this. This it's is just, just too. This I is above hope- my. It's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I could never get with it. But I hope I, I hope Sabrina on the show figures it out. I guess I watched we, the show. Sa- we, we literally have no oh advice for Sabrina. I just, I would run as far Sabrina away from ch- him as possible. Sabrina, Sabrina needs to change her online dating profile to, <laughs> to say... No, 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 wait, wait, wait. The only advice I'm going to give her, no number, number one, hide your sex toys. <laughs> just, no, my just God. Just lock them up, get them away from him, and then get away from him as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, just, you're not changing much. someone's sexuality. And I know sorry. it's a TV show, but I know that in real life, shit like this probably oh, all the time. Yeah, you cannot change someone's sexuality. So I'm sorry, if you really feel like you're getting some strong signals, you right. need to exit the situation. You could be freaky but not just not that freaky right no but you tease it though oh my god we're back to the goddamn tease <laughs> just a little finger poke just a little just a little swirl around I think that's the, the end of the podcast I think <laughs> I think we have wrapped this shit up ladies and gentlemen alright uh, it's, it's been fun cookie it okay all right. It's premature. It's premature. We got to let the audience vote. It's been fun, Cookie. Oh, God. Okay, you guys. Um, messy Minutes. Messy as yeah. fuck podcast.com. It's actually messyafpodcast.com. Yeah, yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Excuse me. Do it. Give Send us those messy minutes. Your messy minute stories to us. We yes. want to hear from you. The juicier, the better. And you will be featured on our podcast. Yes. Um, I'm getting ready to go see this movie. I hope you're coming to the movie. <laughs> I'll be the one without the ticket just being like, just tell me how it was. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, um, we're going to get out of here and we will catch you next time. Yeah. So until then, peace. Adios. Bye, guys. Bye, cookie.